Welcome to the podcast B2B Marketing, a guidebook for the classroom to the boardroom. My name is Uwe Seebacher and I'm happy to be your host. Welcome back to this second episode with Mark and Jonathan on their topic about content optimization enablement in the area of SEO analytics. Uh, John, you mentioned and you described uh, your framework. I was wondering, do we still talk about the process model or is it rather an IT model? Still a process model, yeah. Ah, okay. Simply because, we, you know, all we need is, is the content. We need to create a framework for the content team to work to. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that same framework can be used uh, by other teams as well. In order to be able to profit or take advantage from your new new process model. Uh, uh, what makes it different to existing available knowledge? Why would uh, you think or see that uh, the community should read especially your paper in the book? Um, I think there are various reasons. Um, as I said, one reason being that um, we really strongly argue for an integrated approach so um, to break down the silos. So I th- I hope that this message will um, come across. Um, and from a SEO, purely SEO perspective, so many things that we will mention, and as it is an educational book, we will probably also touch on some basics. So not everything will be brand new in there. But I think the take um, on the topic to use SEO to optimize your content and not in the not only in the sense like what it was done in the past like okay throw in some keywords or um, the structure of the copy and so on this these are the basics but really go into the information architecture so you can even use it how to structure your blog or your website or we give also the example of how to use it to identify influencers for the topics um, you you want to promote these are really as i said i think um, really news even to experience seo and people and um, with SEO as it is strongly dependent on Google algorithms. SEO is always a recent topic because yeah, these algorithms change all over the time and with these algorithms changing, also SEO changes all the time. And uh, thank you. You couldn't have done the better transition for me, Mark. I was going to ask you, uh, John, to me, uh, SEO is always heavily dependent on, as Mark said, the algorithms, and they are continuously, ongoingly developed and further developed. Now, having said that, as a practitioner, am I at all in the position to proactively drive the uh, content optimization because I'm always dependent on algorithms and their development? Or isn't it only to be reactive, to only be able to react because the Googlers are developing their algorithms and I just, I'm the, the, the co-driver and not really the driver's seat. How can I overcome that problem? Because we, we don't actually create content. We don't do SEO optimization for the algorithms. Or certainly I don't. Um, it's certainly been in the past, when you look at all the changes that have happened over the years, 
Um, you've seen various people adopt black hat techniques to try and get around restrictions in number of inbound links, keyword stuffing, you know, the, the, very, uh, the very early models to article respinning and, and all these other things that people used to do, exact matching domains. And they're constantly fighting a battle against the algorithms. Well, you don't need to do that. You've just got to understand what is it that Google is actually trying to do. Google's moved from being a search engine to a knowledge engine, and now it's an intent engine. But we, we knew that. It's said all the way along, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give people the information that they want. So as long as you bear that in mind, that's the goal. You're just trying to tell, you're just trying to tell people that want to know about your products and your services, you're just giving them what they need. And, that's, and then by doing that, you're giving Google what they need as well. I know, I know it sounds really you know, facetious, but that, that's the way it works. That then in the end mean that um, we just need to educate the content manager or the the, 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 the writers and the content creators to produce different content and wouldn't we then in this case don't need a new process model because if a, if you understand you correctly we just need the process model uh, or do we need better content uh, and how does this fit to uh, link together Yeah, I guess uh, we we need both um, uh, because um, what the SEO analytics um, that John and his team is doing uh, are providing is, as he said, a kind of framework and he can dig out what the, the customer intents are. And then the task is obviously to create this relevant, fresh and high quality content that gives the clients, uh, the information they were originally searching for. So you definitely need this framework because that we have to create good content. This is really not new. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's what content marketing is all about. It's just using um, this kind of SEO is replacing insight or market research that you had had to do in the past with um, a lot of invest uh, and unfortunately because of this many b2b companies didn't do it and uh, knowing as much as possible about your customers is the basis for the best content you can uh, create so yes. google just um, that's why yeah it's you will always have to adapt to the new algorithms john will you also provide some uh, facts and figures from projects you realize to show how your approach works and what the outcomes are to really increase the the the, the, the performance no no absolutely I, i can understand and, and what i'd like to do is just um to, to add on to what to mark's saying that the simple thing we're trying to do it can't just be a content thing it's not just writing content filled with keywords it's, it's about giving content context and that's why we talk about um one of the key things to our framework is about developing taxonomies all about understanding how things fit together if you've ever come across um, and i'm sure you i'm sure you have a bit uh, things like schema where it's trying to understand that within an organization you might have different departments you've got different people within those people these are their job titles this is their name 
these are the people reporting on it. So it's just giving structure to all that content. And that's all we're trying to do with clients' websites. Build that taxonomy, build those, those layers, how it splits out and relates to all those other things. And only then do we start looking at where the keywords go in. Mm. But how does, can we prove that it works? Yeah, absolutely. I can't share facts and figures, absolutely, because you know, client confidentiality. Um, but I can tell you that uh, one, one of our um, uh, bigger clients that I haven't mentioned already um, has recently restructured uh, their entire product catalog. Uh, they're, they're an e-commerce company. Mm-hmm. Restructured their entire product catalog and seen phenomenal results, not just in terms of their visibility, because a lot of people just think about getting to number one in Google. It's not. They are seeing those great results, huge results, mm-hmm. but also the conversion rates. So, they, so they're being seen. People are clicking through. And then they're buying. That's the point. They've got them at that right point. They've got they're, they're appearing right when they should do, right when the user intent is there to be to uh, to purchase. So so from my from my mind, that proves exactly that it's doing what it should do. We're not just driving traffic. We're getting real people who want to buy. In in regard to the uh, marketing maturity model, with our five stages of uh, um, one directional reactive marketing bi-directional reactive marketing, interactive marketing, uh, uh, and so forth. Mark, where do you think uh, you would see your new model applicable on what kind of maturity level? Is it to get started because it is easy to apply, to understand, you don't need a lot of MarTech, or would you say it's throughout the journey on stage two, three, or you would say it's uh, interactive, uh, performance marketing, or maybe the last stage where we say we have a, a predictive of uh, profit marketing, where would you see it? I think uh, I would see it uh, about in the middle of the stages because it is for those who are who have already a certain level of maturity so that they have a, a modern website that they have people that know have at least basic understanding of digital marketing and so on um, but as i said i think it's it has to go with a um, com- in combination with a change of mindset in the whole marketing organization so um, I mean you can apply this also uh, in an old school organization where you just have one guy who is into digital marketing and wants to try it out obviously but I think the best effects you have as uh, John described when you really use it um, in a larger scale so that you really bring everybody on board from sales to um, marketing, um, corporate marketing, um, PR, and so on. Um, so I would say it's in, yeah, in in the middle stages where you have a certain level of maturity and you're you're willing to engage more into digital marketing and maybe start to generate more sales through your website. And, and this doesn't mean because this is a, a common misunderstanding, especially in the Dach region, that you are traditional sales will be replaced because quite often German clients say, yeah, but uh, my client will never buy this product over my website because it's too complicated and so on. Yeah, for most of the B2B product, deep tech products, this probably uh, is true. But um, uh, it just means that most of the B2B buyers are starting their search in the web. So um, even that he doesn't buy it over the website, if you don't have an e-commerce shop but the the buyer journey will start on your website
sounds interesting. And uh, there is no special uh, web page content management system required in order to be able to uh, take advantage of your uh, uh, model, uh, John? Uh, there's certainly a need to utilize some tools, you know, that's, that's for sure. But understanding the framework is, it's, I'd, I'd love to say it's, it is common sense. Initially, it starts with common sense. You've got, to, you've got to spend time as a marketer going through the motions, going through the processes, define your audience, define what they want, what information they want, what are their pain points, what information you've got to give to them. But then you've got to then translate all of those do all your research using the various tools that Google gives to us and, and other, uh, and other um, uh, companies give to us to, um, to flesh out that model and to start putting real quantitative metrics towards that. Then you've got to translate that into your website. And then you've got to translate that into your uh, analytics. It sounds like a lot of work, but um, what we actually found and, uh, and find and, and what we actually explain in the, in the chapter is that a lot, of the, a lot of this information can be reused in other areas. So building this taxonomy, we'll use that in other areas. We'll use that to find social media influences and, and use social media listening. We'll use it for pay-per-click. It's, it's reusable, the information. Sounds, sounds thrilling, and I can't wait to read it because it, I, I was going to say it sounds easy, and uh, you were saying it sounds a lot of work. It sounds easy and uh, charmingly easy. So uh, looking forward to your paper and your article. Uh, as usual, a brief uh, final statement, Mark, from your side. Anything you would like to share with the community? As a last word from your side, Mark? Yeah, again, I just, I think uh, I'm really uh, honored to uh, join this project um, because there are really many great other authors on board. And uh, as I said, I think it's that the B2B marketing community is still in need of such a network and um, change of exchange of knowledge because uh, our job is becoming more and more challenging and yeah, uh, things move fast especially in the digital marketing space um so yeah i'm i'm just glad and looking forward um yeah to to the book thank you john from your side my side well i've, I've enjoyed the podcast I've, I've heard so far i hope this one is even even half as good as those were and i'm looking forward to the next Thank you, Mark, and thank you, Jonathan. It was a great pleasure having my coffee talk on your topic, content enablement optimization. I'm Uwe Seebacher, I'm your host, and I can't wait to be back. Stay tuned.